Welcome, Welcome to, to Bibles and Bonnets. Hey, I'm your host, Praise. And I'm your co-host, Cheyenne. Get comfy, grab a Bible, and most of all, don't forget your bonnet for this evening's episode. And we're going to pray in. So everybody bow your heads. Um, dear Father God, in precious name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you help us get through this Bible study in a timely fashion. I pray that you allow each and every one of us to gain a better understanding of your word to help reveal to us anything we don't understand and just be with us and two or more two or more gathered they said that your presence is here in jesus name i pray amen mm-hmm. um so we're gonna start off with something simple how did everyone's week go because we met on wednesday except for you jory not trying to single you out but we met on wednesday and how, how did your last two three days of the week go Oh, it was good. I moved out of my dorm all Ooh. by myself. Well, my one of my roommates helped me with like the heavy stuff, but now I'm in a new environment. I'm loving it, and classes are about to start tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. Awesome. Cool. Hmm. That's good. I know everybody's starting starting the new. Is it a new term? I guess. Yes, new semester. A new semester for summer. For summer, right, right, right. Yep, yep, yep. That's cool. Uh, uh, you know I'm looking at you, Farah. You know I'm looking at you. So I don't even know why you even thought you wasn't going next. <laughs> I tried. Um, <laughs> my week was okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I'm at the moment in my life where I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I was like. A lot of thinking has that uh, had happened this weekend, but actually it, this week, but um, it actually wasn't bad. It, I felt pretty, I felt pretty open. I yesterday I started um, a meal plan because in August I have to go to Texas, and who trying to go into Texas with a bad body? So I broke body. <laughs> okay, let's not say a bad body. Let's just say let's rephrase that statement to say. I would like Cheyenne, to say a body you are not pleased with. A body okay, you want to improve. A body a you body want to you improve. Have that you are not pleased with. No, no, no. That you, yes, that you want to improve. That a body that I love but want to get rid of. Thank you. Let's put it that okay. way. That's <laughs> enough, it's okay to not be pleased. Love your body. It's though. okay to not be pleased. So, yeah, I'm. I'm getting in the motions of continuing to better myself so I can be ready for what's coming next. Okay. Good. <laughs> Princess, do you want to share how your week went? My week? Uh, my week was okay, you know. I finished my classes. I got straight A's this term. Um, my dad's doing, like, construction in the bathroom, so, like, mm. I helped him out with that. I picked the tiles for that or whatever. Um, nice. Yeah, not really much is happening. My brother's graduating, I think, next week or in a DJ? couple of weeks. Yeah, DJ, he's graduating. Oh, and so I have summer classes next week on Thursday. You know, there's no break. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Poor, poor baby. <laughs> like, you know, Jory. As Jury Princess says, they're taking summer classes. I'm over here like, um, 
I get a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here like, I get a dang. break over here. <laughs> See, I thought I was going to get like a week, and then I checked, and it was like, oh yeah, class start on the 20th. I was like, Hello. I just finished class on the 12th. Like, gosh. Yeah, they're trying to get their money's worth. They lost enough during no the... No summer vacation. Yeah, they lost enough during the paranormal activity. It's just mm-hmm. a lot going on during this period. Not the paranormal. Yeah. So, <laughs> how was your week, Cheyenne? The rest of your two days from Wednesday? I don't know. I've been working. Work has been better. My, you know, I've had a lot of people in my house. So, now my aunt and my my little cousin left really it's just been it's been fine my week has been fine to sum it up yeah grace how, how was your week my week was okay um my week was fine like it was just smooth sailing and procrastination even though i didn't want to procrastinate but today was really bunch, if, the, if i had a bunch of straws this would be the last one i felt like today was just just took the top of the cake but I'm not going to bash anyone or anyone on here. But today, like a few hours before, I was just like, mm, I'm being tried. But I was trying to practice my patience, but it wasn't working. So I was just like, you know what? Okay. Besides that, going into the new week, I feel accomplished, though, because that was the bad thing of today. But the good thing was I was signing up for to be a brand ambassador for, like, different Christian apparel places. And I got approved. So, though, next week... I need to buy like a lot of clothes with a discount, of course, but I need to buy a lot of clothes and start posting. So yeah, it was like a good and bad. It was like a, eh. So my day was eh overall because it was a like balanced out thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're doing John chapter 13 today. We did 12 on Wednesday. And in chapter 12, Mary washes Jesus' feet with perfume and Judas, the <laughs> robber, the thief, opposes and he was like oh it could have been sold the money could have been used for the poor you was just gonna use that money for yourself so don't even try it and many people are following jesus now and he moved openly through the uh he openly moved through the public and his hour was coming hence the times he said oh my hour has not come yet and the pharisees were upset but what's new and they wanted to kill jesus again we we know this and as well as lazarus like, they wanted to kill Lazarus, too, because so many people were believing in Jesus based on the miracle he did with Lazarus. And Psalm Sunday, Palm Sunday, or Psalm. I don't know. It was Palm. It it's Palm. Yeah, it's okay. Palm. If you see that as in a Psalm. But yeah, Palm Sunday occurs when the crowd, where the crowd carried palm leaves as Jesus rode on a donkey. And Jesus talks about how those who love their life will lose it. And those who hate their life in the world will have eternal life in heaven. Jesus talks about his death. We are getting closer to when he gets arrested. And he's basically saying, walk in the light while you still have me. And how he talks about how he did not come into the world to judge those who don't keep his word. But there is a judge for those who reject his word. And that's on poetry. There's a lot in chapter 12. Yeah, there was a lot in chapter 12. I'm surprised we got through it in one setting, but I'm happy. So in chapter 13. This chapter is actually pretty short. This chapter is short, but it's very significant. And Jesus washes his disciples' feet. That's one. We're going to read about how Jesus predicts his betrayal. And then we're going to read about how Jesus predicts Peter's denial. So from verses, is everyone out chapter 13? Hang on. The duck, is the duck, the jury, the duck. duck, Quack, quack. quack. Is that Ming Ming? (laughs) Is that 
That's so do you want to read first? Do you, I can tell me when to, when to stop. Okay, so verse 1 to 11. Look at you having your notes on your iPad. That's yeah, because I was like, why should I skit scat skit scat on Skit scat skit <laughs> And I'm going to send it in a WhatsApp too because now I finally have it. Janae, do you want to say hello? It's Janae, guys. You haven't seen her in a while, but she's down here now. It's like a get. <laughs> Look at her. Hi. <laughs> I'm waving, but you can't even see me. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, All right. So, okay, now you need to be quiet. <laughs> I'm being honest. Okay, Thanks. so, yeah, I verse 1 to 11. Mm-hmm. 1 to 11. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, yeah. to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he had said not everyone was clean. Hashtag Judas. But anyway, so usually before this moment, we would hear Jesus say that it was not his hour. Like his hour had not come yet, as we saw throughout the chapters of John. And now we see that his hour had come for him to leave this temporary earth and basically go to the Father. And Jesus' earthly life was characterized by love. And one of his last teachings involved the need for Christians to be humble and loving towards others. And his care for others is also shown in the events described in these last moments prior to his betrayal and execution. So basically, the verses 1 through 3, they give a special insight into what Jesus knows. And behind the scenes during these final hours, Jesus is literally the epitome of love. And Jesus loved his disciples, even though he knew one of them would betray him. It's not like he was showing the 11 disciples love. And every time he saw Jews, it was just like he gave him the cold shoulder or just Mm -hmm. treated him differently or as if he didn't like him. He treated him with love as well. And Judas, as we know, is the one who betrayed Jesus. And now Jesus knows everyone's hearts, including Judas, and knew from the beginning that Judas would betray him the way he did. But that did not stop Jesus and make him hesitant to make Judas one of the twelve. So basically, none of the disciples, however, knew that Judas was a traitor. And as we know, whenever Jesus would say something, the um, twelve disciples usually would be like, oh, what does he mean? Does he mean this? Something in a literal sense when Jesus was talking about it in more of a spiritual sense or something that goes over their heads which is probably 95 percent of the time and judas has already arranged with local religious leaders to arrest jesus in private in exchange for money but everything was according to god's plan and none of this was a surprise to jesus like anything we do even in our lives like when we slip up or when it comes to sin because we do have a sin nature and unfortunately we sin every day whether we know it or not 
it's not a surprise to God because God knew the plan for our lives. He knew exactly what was going to happen. So it's not like when we slip up, because one of the things I said in my scripture of the week is no one is too far gone, is that that's the truth. It's not like if I was to fall right now and sin and be so disappointed with myself, it's not like Jesus is going to be like in heaven. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. This is, this is beyond me. She surprised me. I, I would have never guessed. <laughs> that great. No, he, he already knows. He, he, he's literally the ultimate sacrifice and died for my sins. So there's no purpose for me to beat myself over the head consistently like, oh my gosh, I did this. Why would Jesus want me? He still wants you. Even to those listening, he still wants you. No ever feel like, don't ever let the enemy make you feel like, oh, I, you did this. He obviously wouldn't want you. Yeah, that's a lie. It's literally a lie from the pit of hell. So to continue. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, what does he mean when he says those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet, their whole body is clean? And you are clean, though not every one of you. I get that part, but verse 10. I was going to go into the cleaning about why he was cleaning them. Basically, okay. in my notes, well, when it came to, to... Yeah, right. so basically when it came to cleaning, and let me know if this answers your question or not. So basically... It was customary for slaves to wash basically the guests' feet before they sat down to eat. In any case, the supper had not ended and it was in progress. So the statement of Jesus' complete love is in contrast and is contrast with the fact that Judas would soon betray him. So by putting on an apron, Christ looked, took the task of a slave and washing the feet of his disciples. Though the disciples realized what Jesus was doing, none of them offered himself for the task and servanthood was not on their minds. Jesus loved them knowing all about them so the washing was a symbol of the spiritual cleaning and if peter did not participate in the cleaning he would not enjoy his fellowship with christ basically so it's more like a spiritual cleaning okay. by following god is that answer yeah okay so it's, more, so it's like the literal cleaning is the slaves how the slaves wash the um how the slaves wash the feet basically because they wore sandals a lot and their feet would get dirty. So it's like he's washing the feet and Jesus took that to yeah. wash all their feet because he's showing something that I don't want to get into yet because we're not reading that um, verse right now. But That's yeah, fine. what he's doing. And then it's also a spiritual cleaning through Christ. And we're made clean. That's why he said one of them is not clean because Judas literally... Goodness, poor Judas. <laughs> <laughs> poor Judas. Oh, yeah. This whole thing was symbolic and a believer has already been cleansed and he or she only needs the cleansing of daily sins that comes that comes through confession. And Jesus' washing of the disciples' feet is not only a model of service, but it represents the ultimate service, forgiveness of sins. So yeah, that's what basically the not all of you are clean, kind of do a jab, spiritual cleaning. So from 12 to 21, do you want to read or I can read? I'll read it. All right. We hit to 21? Mm-hmm. Okay. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? Then he asked them, You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also, also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And then Jesus predicts his betrayal. 
He says, I am not referring to all of you. I know that I have, ooh, sorry. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread and turned has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Keep going. That Ask, was to 21? You want me to read 21 to 20, or stop yeah. at 20? 20. Okay, sorry. Read 21. After he, said, after he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. You know, dropping subtle hit, hints, he just kept <laughs> putting it out there. One of you is going to betray me. And that's how, just how it was going. So I'm going to provide an example. But before I provide that example, I just wanted to put it out there that it is important for us to really understand that God will never have us do anything that he never did. So example time. Let's see. We're going to have Princess as the boss. And we're going to have Farah and Jory as the workers. So let's say that Princess... <laughs> Y'all worked in this, hmm, let's say y'all worked in this dog sitting place, right? And Princess kept saying, Farrah, cut it out. I didn't say the situation yet. Let's say that Princess continually told you, Farrah and Jury, to pick up dog poop. Whenever the dogs would poop, like she always said, Farrah, clean the dog poop. Jury, clean the pee. And you never in your, however many years you were working there, seen Princess do any of that. Like you've never seen her clean up the poop. You've never seen her. Mommy and my boss. <laughs> like you've never seen her. Like if she had the chance to do it, and you've seen her have chances to do it herself, she would just immediately not do it and call someone else to do it. Would after a while, would you want to still continue working there or pick up the poop or the pee? <laughs> I see a note from Jory. Fair. I don't know why. So that's why I quit. A subtle no. So that's exactly how it is so basically jesus sets an example by him doing this act and it shows his leadership it is comforting to know in my opinion that jesus would never have me do anything that he hasn't done like even washing the feet he literally is washing all his disciples feet so this should be no reason oh lord what do you mean i have to wash their feet you don't understand thomas feet stinks oh, <laughs> they're out here with bunions you don't know what it's like i don't want to wash their feet and jesus was like well i did it I did it. If I should do it. You could do it. School. Oh, when it's the pedicure class came, when people were like, I am not touching nobody's feet. Judas so. over there with that pinky toe. I'm not touching it. You see, Jesus said, I did it. If I could do it, you could do it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is literally not only the leadership is on a hundred because he. You can never say that Jesus doesn't understand what you're going through. He literally came down. Word became flesh. Came down in human form to understand what we going through and he had a purpose and he fulfilled that purpose but for him to go through everything like betrayal he went through friendships he wept he talked about weeping he wept you know he had emotions he felt hunger did all of that so that we can never truly say oh god you don't understand what i'm going through you don't understand no yeah that's a false that is truly false and jesus explains his act of washing the disciples feet by taking full ownership of his role as master What Jesus did was humble and submissive, but his purpose was not to set aside his lordship. Instead, Jesus is providing by example that all who claim to follow him are obligated to humility and sacrificial love for others. Spoken or subconscious, the excuses, I'm too good for that, or that's for lesser people, have no place in the life of a Christian. In making this plain, Jesus gives another hint that one of the men present is not who he seems to be, the thief. Okay, shout out here, the thief. 
And Jesus was also explaining the action of Judas. He who shared my bread has turned against me. Judas wasn't just some stranger. It wasn't like Judas was just random guy and he saw Jesus heal this, this disabled guy. He was like, you know what? I'm going to sell him out to the Pharisees. They seem to hate him. No, Jesus, he was literally one of the 12. He's seen majority of the things that Jesus did. He was there through everything. And he still betrayed him. It, it wasn't like he was just, he just randomly met him and he said, I don't like this guy and called the Pharisees. And lifting up his heel was a gesture of insult or a preparation to kick. The blow had not yet been given, but Judas was ready to strike and faced with um, bereavement, his own death and betrayal. Also, Jesus was deeply moved. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. So to continue, we're going to read verse 22 to 32. We almost done. <laughs> Want me to go? Yeah. All right, 22 to 32, baby. Okay. His disciples started... Ooh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against the Lord, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Issachariot. Please stop. Y'all see how Jesus said, The one I give this piece of bread um, when I have dipped it into the dish, and they were still confused? They still didn't understand what was going on? Like, after hello? he gave him the bread. Like, if someone told me, the one I give the bread to is the one that's going to take your money. And he gives the bread to someone, and I go, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Continue reading. Go ahead. I just want to put that <laughs> 31, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as No, Judas 32. Okay. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. I don't know why. I like just that? visualized him taking the bread and then it's just like. Yeah, that's how I see it too. Like a. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like almost like the mask. Have, has anybody ever watched that? I've seen it bits and pieces Carey. when I was a child, but I didn't. Whenever he put the mask me. on, it was like. Yeah. And he turned into that green thing. That green thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry. Continuing. So Jesus told him what you're, what you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Ju Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. Yeah, I see how Jesus literally get... Go ahead, Farrah. I just saw that hand. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a, I'm not confused, but I need something clarified for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it says, right. verse in verse 23, it says, one of them, the disciples whom Jesus loved, was reclined next to him, reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to the disciple and said, ask him, which one he means so is it just one person asking him which one is it or is it like is jesus actually talking to all of them i got the notes ready for your question for that exact question okay because i went in depth with that and that's what we're gonna go over so um this is basically one of those moments 
when the disciples did not pick up on what Jesus was saying, you know, the guy that passed the bread too, that's who it is. He passes Judas the bread. He tells Judas to do what you got to do. Everyone's just like, what? Maybe he's going to buy something. <laughs> Maybe he needs, <laughs> Maybe his like, toes are no. not wet enough. Maybe he's drying out his toes in the air. Yeah. Like, you know, I read that out of everything that Jesus said, I felt like this was the most clear, but I'm not going to bash the 12. You know what? Sometimes it'd be like that. So I'm not going to bash them. But by the way, that's why I said, there we go. By the way, the disciple whom Jesus loved is John, who is the author of this book. Not John the Baptist, John the disciple. And the reason why he's referred to himself that way is because he wanted the main focus to be on Jesus and not him. And the term recline means to lean or lie back in a relaxed position. So basically each gospel that we're going to read, Matthew, we start on Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, each gospel author includes their own details about this last supper. And that reflects a truth easily lost when reading about these events thousands of years later. So the men present aren't necessarily seeing things in that moment as clearly as we, the reader, can now see. But Jesus makes an explicit prediction that one of the disciples will betray him. And as shocking as that is, it is unlikely that the disciples consider something as drastic as what Judas had in mind. Peter attempts to, sub to basically find out who the culprit is by asking the one whom Jesus loved, who is John. He basically asked John, who was closer to Jesus. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to find this out. And in assuring events, Jesus refers to a sign and completes it. But the moment passes quickly enough that no one seemed to grasp, like when Jesus was talking about, um, oh, the one I dipped the bread into and give, that's who's going to betray me. They, it didn't click fast enough. It just, said, whoop, just went over their heads. Literally went over their heads. And at this moment, Judas's choices and resistance to truth bring him past the point of no return. And he is entirely and completely controlled by Satan. So basically, Satan tells, I said Satan, Lord forgive me. Jesus tells Satan slash Judas to complete his task using a Greek phrasing that could be taken in English as either hurry up or let's get this over with. So far, as the other men know, Judas is simply on an errand. And John, however, places great emphasis on a concept of light, indicating that Judas is leaving the presence of Jesus and disappearing into the darkness is no accident. And so about the reclining, so you notice how he said he was reclining, he reclined back to him and he leaned basically. So I want to go over that because there was this one TikToker, she was gay and she was like, oh, I'm going to tell y'all right now why Jesus is gay. She literally used this scene. She was like, oh, the one who Jesus loved, they was in an affair and that's why he was leaning on Jesus's chest because <laughs> he, no. he was loved by him and he was like his little boo thing or whatever and she turned the comments off and i'm so glad she did because i was about to rattle those comments and then it I sounds saw, like a wet pad story right like oh his blue orb staring at <laughs> oh, no what you're not gonna do is play jesus i was so mad when i saw that video and she went viral anyway so in case if anyone feels like sending this up <clears throat> so people back in those days did not generally sit at a table to eat they reclined on the left side of a low platform, resting on their left elbow and eating with the right hand. They're extended outward. So reclining in such a way, a man's head was near the bosom, which is the human chest of the person on his left. So Peter was closer to John, who was closer to Jesus, which is why he asked John to ask Jesus about who was going to betray him. So the way that the low platform was set up and the way they was leaning that's why you're closer. It's like if me and Cheyenne is leaning now, Cheyenne is closer to me on this side, but I'm closer to Janae on this side. So that's why Peter, let's say she's Peter. Peter asked me 
to ask Why Jesus. do they eat like this? Because of the... Why? <laughs> so they ate with their right hand. I'm going to show So they're eating with their... Hold on. So, girl, they were caught. I thought that was a joke. My toes. So, rolled over my toes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You didn't roll okay. it over. Oh, so... They reclined on the left side, and it was a low platform. So it wasn't like how we get the tables right here. It was a low platform. Okay, oh, and I they see. ate with their right hand, right, and then they rest their elbow on the table to eat. So you see how I'm leaning. If someone was sitting here, I'd be closer to like the chest part, like probably right here. So mm. Peter, so Shane, lean, lean on your left. So Peter is here. John is here. Jesus is over here. Okay. But we're on the low platform eating. It's not like a regular table we can sit up. They improved okay. it. Thank God. Because I can't imagine leaning. I'm sure they were short of wood that yeah, year. Yeah, short of wood that year. And it's just like, they yeah. Couldn't afford to they'll be okay. They'll be fine. Interesting. Any questions though? Yes. So basically <laughs> was Simon Peter trying to like get the tea. He was mm-hmm. trying to get the tea. Yes, you know when okay. you're at when you know when you're at a group dinner, right? And the person who has all the tea is sitting like three chairs down, and you can't really see them, but you said you say to the person, "Hey, ask so and so this and that." What did so and so say? Like you're trying to get the tea, but you're not right next to them. You know. Let's say we're all sitting at a table right now, like one of these tables, and let's say our mom, let's say we're siblings, and our mom say. I'm tired of y'all not cleaning up. After this dinner, one of y'all gonna get it. <laughs> and then it goes to that awkward quiet and we're just like, mm. and then I lean over to Cheyenne and I'm like, can you please ask mom which one of us? <laughs> <laughs> and then Cheyenne leaves over, leaves over to her mom and she goes, which one of us? <laughs> and then the mom goes, the one I passed this plate to. <laughs> Thomas hear it. Don't let Thomas. And then so the enemy basically put ideas in the head of Judas. And here it says that Satan entered Judas. And it's important to note that Judas' actions were the result of the deepest thoughts of his heart. Mm-hmm. And when he took the bread and left it into the dark and left into the darkness of the night, he also entered spiritual darkness, separated from Jesus, who we know is the light of the world. And Jesus would be revealed as the divine son of God and savior of the world by his death and resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit, which comes up in Acts, but we're not going to get there yet. And the time had come for Jesus to announce his departure to his disciples. So to end it off, we're going to do verse 33 to 38. Okay. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Exclamation point. Sometimes we'd be so into 
like our walk with God, that we tend to say things that we genuinely feel in the moment. We're, we're very here and now in the moment. What do you mean? Based on how I feel, this is what I'll do for you, Lord. I'll do it. No, you won't. So like pillow talk? <laughs> yeah. Basically. You know what it reminds me of? Jalen, whenever Jalen talked about what he would do if somebody broke into the house, I'm oh, just going to yeah. punch him in the face and then, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, Jalen, you will run. <laughs> somebody like in one of those situations, you're going you to wear up and down, down the street, up the street, in the car that you would do. And then once that situation comes, you do something entirely different. That is Peter. <laughs> that is Peter. But yeah, uh, poor Peter. Poor Peter, that's sad. But put respect on his name, though. He, Peter did that. Peter did that. Just the beginning origins was a little rocky. It was a little rocky. But the term little children that Jesus used is basically an expression of tender affection, which is used nowhere else in the Gospels. Aww. And the command, like little children. Little children. And basically the command to love was new because Jesus gave it a new standard. So the new standard was as I have loved. Jesus gave his disciple, uh, the disciples the example no because i'm thirsty and i forgot my water but jesus basically gave his disciples the example of love that they would follow and unbelievers recognizes jesus disciples by their deeds of love for one another so i feel like like i said before jesus is the epitome of love so we're not supposed to spread hatred at all no matter what the circumstances always deal with situations in love because that's literally the top commandment go ahead go ahead one thing when I first read, this was like one of the first verses, the you must love one another as I loved you. Uh, that was one of the first verses I've ever like heard or kind of understood. And uh, I was once I got older, I felt like I understood like we can never do what Jesus does <laughs> because you you've been hurt by so many people you don't want to love it no more like i don't love you no more like i don't want to talk to you no more so it's like i can never like love you anymore but as i understood and got older i'm like you don't have to talk to nobody you don't have to be friends with anybody that don't mean you still love them you know you can still you can still love them but you won't have nothing to do with these people and I feel like that was probably like the best, um, best like lesson I've ever had in my entire life because I still go through that to this day. Right. And another thing to keep in mind is like when Jesus was on this earth, did he go to every single country in the world, met every single person, had a had a whole talk with them? No, no, he didn't. Even though he does know everything, it's not saying oh he doesn't know everybody. No, he knows everyone and everything. But on on his time. During his time on earth, he didn't go to every single country. He spoke to every single person. Yet he still died for the world because he loved them. You know, it wasn't like just because he was around the Jewish community doesn't mean, oh, he just cared about the Jews. That's why he died for the world. He cared about his children, his little children. And to continue, Jesus was also telling his disciples his final instructions and this began with the command that all Christians are to be known primarily by their love, especially for fellow believers. And so Jesus is not suggesting that this command is new in the sense that it has never been stated before. But um, it's, this is rather a refreshed, re-emphasized priority for love. And Jesus' reference to his impending departure gives someone a rationale behind the commandment. And Christians need each other in order to survive in a spiritually hostile world. This world is too hostile for me, honestly. This world got a lot going on. So I feel like it's nice to have that support system, even though Jesus 
is the ultimate support system. Like with him, you are never truly alone. But it is nice to go, you know, be around people who are also on that same walk with you and know what it's like to basically be in a world that you hate, <laughs> basically be in a world that you can't get too into. And you just got to keep pushing because you know this earth is temporary just as much as your life is. And also, the question that was asked, Lord, where are you going? This question, which Jesus had already addressed twice before, mind you, indicates that Peter missed the point of what Jesus said. And Peter felt that he was ready to die for Jesus. Like he kind of pulled a Thomas, let us go so that we don't die. You know, <laughs> he felt that he was ready to die for Jesus, death. And, but he was not ready to wash the feet of his brothers as Jesus had just done, you know? And Peter had things backwards. So Christ was really about to lay his life for Peter. Peter did not need to lay his life down for Christ, okay? Christ was already laying his life down for you. But Peter didn't understand that during the time. He was kind of in his own head about mm -hmm. it. And Peter's remark here is not insincere because in this moment, which I can attest to, when you're really in that moment, you feel like you could do it. You really feel, maybe, Lord, I could do it. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. He really, But Peter literally believed that, no, Lord, what are you talking about? Of course, I'll die for you. I'll die for you, you know? And later, as it, when we read, um, get to John 18, he even draws a weapon, slices someone's ear. He does. What, what's that artist called? Vincent Vega. There you go. Pulls a Vincent Vega. Slice. Peter literally did all that. He was ready. And then Jesus told him to drop the weapon, of course. And like, no, like, that's not, no, don't do that. But we'll get to that chapter. That chapter is pretty entertaining to me. And this is an, another example of Peter's mouth incurring debts that he is in no position to pay. And Jesus predicts that, yeah, that Peter will, in fact, completely deny knowing him three times, which he does. And this very night. So this is about to happen in the night. Okay, this is like these next chapters all fall in line with like the sequence of events is like all in the same night. And faced with fear and danger, that's exactly how Peter will respond. Not only, Sorry, no, I was just going to say, not only is this prediction a blow to Peter's pride, it probably makes the other disciples suspect that this mysterious traitor might be none other than Peter himself. Hmm. Mind you, Judas been left. Right. Like, and they're like, they think it is Peter. They think Judas is just did, going to go Did get Jesus the pass Peter the bread? <laughs> it's the switch up for me. It's the switch up. It's the switch up. I can imagine Thomas. It is him who would try to make Jesus die. And I, I can imagine. Imagine that being there. They're like, yup, it's him, y'all. Yeah, it's him. Sus, sus. <laughs> what was you going to say, Cheyenne? I was going to say, so is this the Last Supper? This is the Last Supper, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just in each gospel, it's talked about in a different perspective. Yeah. So it's this not one didn't emphasize on the supper. John like. more or less focused on Jesus' last instructions and basically Judas betraying him and Jesus bringing it up. Peter getting that whisper going on. So it's more or less like this. Is that to say that each gospel leaving stuff out on purpose? It's just like, oh, this is what I see. No, it's just different perspectives. If we was all in the middle of a fight, we would each see it from a different perspective. Like I'm, put your hands down. <laughs> put your hands down, Sarah. <laughs> And like for example, I could be like my when I give my um statement, I went up the stairs, I saw the girl's book bag fly, and that's all I see. Cheyenne could be like the girl spit on the girl's face, then the book bag flew. 
Daryl could be like, all I saw was she took her sneakers out the locker, then turned to the girl, which is when she spat on her, and then I saw a book back by. You see how it's each the same story, but there's something different added in the component. That's how the Gospels are. That's what I had to learn, too, because at first I thought, why is stuff being left out? Actually, before I end, I actually have whose perspective in each Gospel. So let me pull that up real quick, actually, because that's... Okay, so the book of Luke, that's Mary's genealogy, and that's Mary's gospel, so that's her perspective on things. And Matthew is Joseph's genealogy, and it's the gospel of Matthew, the disciple. And Mark is the gospel of Peter. So when this is the gospel of basically their perspective, so Peter. And John is John. So the audience for Mark was the Romans, and Luke was written for the Gentiles, us, hey. John is for the church, still us, hey. And Matthew is for the Jews. Hmm. So there's like different perspectives and writing towards the audiences. But yeah, that's literally the whole chapter. Does anyone have any lingering questions that I could possibly answer if there's anything we didn't get? Is that, no? Okay, that's cool. Wait. Oh, yeah. Wasn't John, I don't know if you already said it, but wasn't John like, wasn't he, like, Jesus' first hand or right hand? What do you the mean? one whom Jesus loved. Yeah. Yeah, the disciple whom Jesus loved is John. Aww. John only put that, though, to remove all the attention off of him and make, primarily focus it on Jesus. I say this as Farrah bounces a water bottle on her hand. <laughs> and Princess, what happened? Okay, I have, like, this random thought. You ever saw, like, the um, painting of the last separate so does that mean that's inaccurate because the way you describe how the they table, were like eating the cave that they whatever whoever did i forgot who did it would it not be inaccurate yeah i'm guessing yeah i when whenever it comes to the last supper i don't even pay attention to paintings because it's not like they were there to literally know what jesus and them look like like for all we know they could have looked entirely different i'm pretty sure they're all fair skin and stuff we don't even know the color yeah. Stuff. We don't, but we do know that John was closer to Jesus and Peter was near John. That's one thing we can say. That they were yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I'm just saying, like, most like the way they're sitting, they're like, mm-hmm. I guess their seat place and placement would be inaccurate, yeah. I guess. Because if it was a regular table, why would I need to lean on you? I'd be like, yeah, because the table on the painting is regular. So when you said, like, no, they had to leave down, I was like, well, no. <laughs> I feel like the the artist, that was just, like, their uh, perspective. Yeah, like, we're a little modern leave, table. We're going to leave that part out. We're going to make it a normal table. Yeah, they probably were like, I don't know what probably that Probably, like, is. a modern, systematic painting. Of but that painting's everywhere, though. That's the thing. That's their choice to accept. <laughs> look at how they paint Jesus everywhere. They paint yeah. that boy as a light skinned man. I think We don't know, and it's not Nobody my job knows. to guess. My, I feel like when it comes to race, of what race he was, or anything, she's really going in with that water bottle. But what race it was, it's like it has nothing, it yeah. doesn't add or subtract anything from his story, in what my opinion. All I'm saying wow. is that it, it doesn't add or subtract from the story. All I'm saying is that, is. like Prey said, they weren't there, so they don't know what, what it looked like, what anything looked like. But you know, 
Yeah. I don't think they'll be tear because, I mean, it's hot. If they were under the sun, I would assume that they would be like, have some like, something going on. Hold on, I'm looking at the photo right now. Because some of the pictures they show, I'm like, it's hot. They don't have no sunscreen. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. The fact that there's so much going on in this picture. Bro, there's so much going on in that picture. There's so much going on. Well, that's another thing is I remember what, um, listening to a sermon and they were talking about how once um, once Jesus was um, sacrificed and he, he, um, he rose from the grave, the Holy Spirit that was um, sent out within the room that they were in afterwards. It was like, I don't know if I'm even wording this right, but it was like the room that they were in all together. It wasn't like- Time out. What? This, do not pay attention to this picture. <laughs> yeah, right? Cause I looked at it. I was like, um, this don't add up. Cause the way you were describing it, I you was like- You gotta realize that picture that came picture out during the Renaissance era. And um, that was a very just interesting. Yeah, because the hang on, the the table's up like super high up, and the way they're like standing or sitting, I just I don't know. I'm sorry. Continue, Janae. Okay, I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah, I don't. But yeah, the way they was leaning and stuff, that's why he was reclining and stuff. It wasn't just like, oh, Jesus, let me randomly lay on your bosom. No, that's what? Okay. But yeah, any other questions? Not you searching up. <laughs> it's this guy that's over here. I don't know. He's on the right side. Oh <laughs> leaning to the dude on the end. It's the it's the face he's giving for me. Because he's like, um... What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, you see the guy, you see how Jesus, their Jesus that they portrayed is in the middle, and there's this a guy who looks like a woman next to him, and he's yeah. leaning toward this guy who's poking out his neck. I'm jacking that's the bootleg Peter leaning into him, like, who is that? That would be, if I was to go by this picture, I would Clarks would say that's Peter. <laughs> like, who's that? Go ask him who it is. And Thomas, yeah, on and Thomas is the one with his neck sticking out with his both hands up like that's him. That would be Thomas. But yeah, this photo, I wouldn't, yeah. It's just a painting that got popular and people still use to yeah. put in places. Right. It was whoever the whatever the artist interpreted was. Da Vinci. I don't remember now. Yeah, their interpretation that turned it can it doesn't you know, it's art. So, uh, let's go ahead and pray out because my dad has a Zoom call soon for his job. Yeah, let's pray out. Um, I have a quick prayer request, if that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this week is finals week, and I, I kind of got to pass this. <laughs> Not that I ain't got bad grades because I have two A's and a B, but this B, I want to get it up to an A because it's at 88, and... This teacher, he's really about to make me upset, so I'm trying to get my grade up. So, <laughs> um, okay. yeah, just pray for me on that. I got you, sis. Okay. Anybody else have a request? Okay. No? Okay. All right. Everybody bow your heads. Father God, we just want to thank you. I just jumped right in there. I didn't. Sorry. Sorry. Do you want me to say? Everybody bow your heads. 
Yeah. Are we all bowed? Yes. Okay. I don't know about eyes closed. Do you? <laughs> no peeking. No peeking, guys. Oh, here we go. Apparently, my compassion. God is confused. He's like, are we praying? Am I? Hello? Okay. Everybody, bow your heads and close your eyes if you feel like you should. <laughs> Stop laughing. So I can pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for this day and waking us up and us all being here and studying your word. And I just pray that we can all have a good week. Uh, I pray for Farah that she can get her grades up and that 88 turned into an A. 98. 98. Yes, exactly. And uh, I pray that she can pass her exams. And I pray for the other girls that you can, you know, be with them throughout the week and help them with what they need help with. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Ooh, felt that in my spirit. This concludes this week's episode of Bibles and Bonnets. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe to us on our Spotify and Apple podcasts. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Later, guys.